mentioned that uh, I mentioned the Julian calendar for some reason, and I got hit with people on the emails. It's not the Julian calendar we use. It's the Gregorian calendar. Wrong emperor, dummy. I was just trying to make a joke, but uh, <laughs> I got the wrong calendar. Got this text. Jack, it would appear to me that you're into the Marie calendar. <laughs> well crafted, my friend. Yesterday, I did fall off the wagon and had my first sweet in a month and ate three cinnamon rolls. Oh, my God. What, am I a dog? Wow. He just put a chunk that, of meat in front of me, and I wolf it down. That's funny. That no is, self-control. It is a slightly dog-like performance. Like, your dog sniffs it on the counter and gets up on its hind legs when you're out of the room. That's what a dog would do. Eat three of them, then just lay around looking like it was fit to die the rest of the day. I actually ate two. I grabbed the two for the road. I had to go pick up Sam from school. Yeah. Planning ahead. I drove with my knee and had one in each hand. Driving ah! down the highway. Holy cow! <laughs> Were you alternating bites from each hand? Yes. Trying to keep them even? Hilarious. That's a man with a problem. Speaking of health, we talked about this at the very end of the show yesterday with Craig, the healthcare guru, and I'm just personally so interested in this story, I wanted to share it with you early risers, earlier risers and or earlier listeners. So it's a drug they're working on, a, a, a class of drugs at the Mayo Clinic that might virtually eliminate the diseases of aging. Like all of them, it's astonishing, and this is legit. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It doesn't surprise me. I don't know anything about science, but I don't know why they couldn't find a way to stop a lot of the aging problems somehow this, this on the could, cellular level. Yeah, this could be a pivot point in human history. Oh, no doubt. Perhaps suppressing or surpassing the development of antibiotics. So stay with us. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. It also could uh, bring some unintended, unintended consequences. We got to figure out how to deal with quite a few. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. So I listen to the country music quite a bit, mostly because my kids are into it. Um, I've been into country music my whole life. Um, but country music was a lot different uh, back in the old days than it is now. Right. Well, my kids, my kids like this stuff on the country music stations. It's really um, it's really just a different version of like adult contemporary hit music. Yeah, it's, it's very just a different, listenable, easygoing pop music. Yeah, and it tends not to, very challenging, in my opinion. And but. it tends to not be um, stuff that you can't play around the kids, which I think is one of the appeals for it for families. Sure, yeah. Um, hell of a lot of drinking going on. As my son asked me years ago, Dad, what's whiskey? Because every song he listens to has the mm. has the word whiskey in it. Yeah, no country songs about gin. It's what you and your you it's discriminatory. It's what mom and dad drink at night to deal with the day. That's what whiskey is <laughs> to deal with life. Um, but so I've mentioned this before. In fact, we've played clips from some country songs on the air where I say, just you know, letting you know, this is what modern country sounds like. I should have had you cue up a Sam Hunt song there, Michael, one of your Sam Hunt hits, as it is very hip hoppy sounding right. uh, music. Or I remember I first became aware of this when Taylor Swift would put out unquestionably a pop song, yeah. but there'd be a little banjo in the chorus, and then it would go on country radio, and the mix for hit for pop radio would not have the banjo. Yeah, in that it. was prior to the hip hop thing when it just has gone full on country hip hop. Yeah, it's a hip hop song. If you can find a Sam Hunt song, Michael, that'd be handy. Uh, then when it became a uh, uh, hip hop music, but it's about country themes. Why wouldn't that be a country music? What is country music? What is what is any kind of music? It's well, you need you need your girl's feet on the dash. Yeah, right? it's mostly That's the helpful. themes. So yeah, exactly. So if the girl's feet are on the dash and it's got a pickup truck involved, and 
and Country Road or, or whatever. Then Some I guess body of water. The, generally the lake. The beat or whatever. <laughs> right. The fishing hole or the swimming hole. Exactly. So this guy ended up with a uh, a song that charted on Billboard. Three different charts at the same time. He's a 19-year-old rapper named Little Nas X. Is that the way you pronounce it? Might be Nas. Okay. I'll take your word for it. And the song is Old Town Road. Can you play a little bit th- of this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the back. Horse stock is attached. This is 50% each. It's fascinating music. Yeah, like that. Let it roll while I'm talking. But so this that was at the same time, because I'd like to hear the let it roll. I'd like to hear the uh, chorus. But um, if there is one, this was on the Hot Country Songs, Hot R&B, and the Hip Hop Song charts all simultaneously. Wow, that's great. That's cool. It's weird. So the chorus was essentially the thing at the beginning. It, okay. the, this version, the, the original version of the song was only a minute 20. So it essentially just had the one verse and then the kind of chorus. On wow. The song. Gotcha. Yeah. So anyway, um, Billboard removed the track from the Hot Country Songs list. Raising questions and uproar from fans about dim- discrimination. So this would be the course, I think. Well, I'm baffled. If country radio is playing it, it's a country song, isn't it? I don't know what any of it means. I mean, if I'm eating it, it's a food. Billboard <laughs> magazine, which has your charts for what's a popular song. Yeah, if I'm eating it, it's a food. <laughs> you know. In so a, if I eat this, not sure that's a but, great metaphor. <laughs> well, to actually, to actually, I think this helps the conversation. Okay. If I eat this styrofoam cup, does that make it a food? No, that's that's a weird compulsion. That's that's wrong. It's unhealthy. It's terrible. So then, if country, if a country music station is playing a song, it isn't then by definition of country song then. <laughs> Ipso facto. But shut up. <laughs> if, um, but uh, that clearly was. Well, listen, what, as a musicologist, Jack. Maybe you want to argue against Billboard. I could tell you what their statement was, and then you want to argue yeah, against sure. Them. Yeah, well, if I disagree, I will. Billboard uh, magazine. You can't make me disagree with them. I mean, <laughs> what am I over here? Your puppet? You're going to stick your hand up my butt? Which, oh, I'd rather not. <laughs> that makes two of us. Bill- Go on, please. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> Billboard magazine, which took the song off their hot country songs list. Easy, Jack. Slow down. A lot of syllables there you could put together and be sure. a career ender. Sure. Oh, Gee, um, <laughs> Billboard magazine released a statement to Rolling Stone defending the chart revision that read, While Old Town Road incorporates references to country and cowboy imagery, it does not embrace enough elements of today's country music to chart in its current version. Critics of Billboard's decision, which include some artists like Billy Ray Cyrus and Moses Sumney, who I don't know, say it's proof the music industry doesn't afford black artists the same creative license as white artists. The song is definitely a rap song, but who decides what is or isn't country music? Do you have any of the Sam Hunt songs, any Sam Hunt, popular Sam Hunt song there, Michael? Yeah, you I got play, one of them here. Here, play, play a little of this. Um, there, are artists, there are artists like Sam Hunt, who is clearly influenced by hip-hop. This is a huge song. Wait till, wait till it gets going here. On country radio? On country radio. Oh, yeah, like, like every 15 minutes. 
Oh, yeah, we should use this song. Yeah, it's probably music. the biggest song of a year or two ago. This is absolutely not a country song. It absolutely is. According to all of country music, he's one of the biggest country music artists in America. So that's, oh, this is the song my, my daughter sings to our dog. Sorry, body like a backseat. He's my backseat taxi. <laughs> but so, <laughs> calm down, Hillary. All right. So, so the, the the people that are claiming racism are saying, "Well, listen to that song. That's one of the biggest hits in America. That's the reason the last point. couple of years." And what's this other guy? Is it just because he's black? Now you have black artist Darius Rucker, formerly Hootie of Hootie and the Blowfish, right. who decided to put on a cowboy hat because he decided, you know, where the money is, and he <laughs> and he changed the lyrics a little bit, and then he's had hit after hit after hit. Right. But his songs aren't hip hoppy. They're very. Whatever other country music is. Well, he grew up in the Carolinas. I mean, country music is big there. I'm sure he was surrounded by it. Why so cynical about poor Darius? I guess he's just chasing a buck. Really? Oh, aren't, aren't we all? Yeah, which is <laughs> fine. Why am I here? Uh, so, listen, I think uh, Billboard's statement to Rolling Stone should have been, hey, you're completely irrelevant, so are we. Uh, but having <laughs> having said that... Hilarious! Listen, this is one of the few things I actually like care about and think about in my free time. The song we played is absolutely clearly got so many elements of country music and and also, you know, hip hop or urban uh, pop music. Uh, and, and it melded them together in a really weird way, but it totally worked. And, and I did. I, who cares? I mean, if people who listen to country radio hear that and it's i mean the melody the the imagery and the lyrics it's it's a really clever melding of the two forms to me i don't i don't have any idea and i'm in the radio industry i don't have any idea if radio stations care what's on a billboard chart or not i don't i don't actually know the idea that the desperate money grubbers in the music industry would do something like racist at this point seems incredibly unlikely to me just it just i think it's just dumb if i run a country music station if this song makes more people listen i would play it if it makes fewer people listen i wouldn't that'd be my entire decision making process so what in the world motivated billboard to do what they did i don't know i'm somebody complaining to them or i just don't get play that song again michael now one of my musical heroes steve earl says country music is now you want uh, the old town road again yeah what you're asking it's a it's a step or two further down the hip hop track from Sam Hunt. Yeah. On the other uh, on the the country part of it, it's more country than Sam Hunt though. But so Steve Earle, one of my musical heroes, who I don't I certainly don't agree with politically, says country music now is hip hop for people who are scared of black people. <laughs> I don't agree with that, but I understand what he's trying to say. Because <laughs> that Sam Hunt hit and many many other songs like it are clearly hip-hop. They're more hip-hop influenced than anything that you would call country music. But they got some themes that are country-ish. Sure. I don't, know. I don't know. None of this is important. I just think it's interesting. Who's your favorite fat communist, Steve Earle or uh, Fidel Castro? <laughs> I guess Castro's dead. <laughs> Anyway, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Darius Rucker was his I'm a safe black guy brand of country music. Oh, she many. Huh? Isn't that the issue? So the latest... The latest what? It's a great tune is the issue. What is it with you? What are, what are you like? Huh? You got hashtags online? Is he, you're some sort of a, the, the activist over here? It's everything about race. It's a great song. Guy's a good singer. Hell. So the latest twist to the the Old Town Road is now Billy Ray Cyrus has joined up with Lil Nas and did like a remix where now Billy Ray Cyrus has a verse on it. And it sounds like they maybe did a a couple more guitars uh, during the chorus in the beginning of the song. And they're going to try to reintroduce it into the the country charts, I guess. Well, I should I should play an example of there's a Jason Aldean hit where he sings a little bit and then there's a breakdown and a rapper raps some stuff or he raps some stuff. And I mean, it's just plain rapping. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know who decides what's acceptable or not, and I don't care. I can't possibly imagine caring. There's that. Maybe we could end the segment with a little Steve Earle. As long as we're, uh, you got any requests? No. Okay. <laughs> I do not. Hip hop for uh, people who are scared of black people. That's what country music is. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, I'm working with AOC over here. <laughs> oh, I got the buggy eyes, huh? You I got, got the you real got them eyes. Oh yeah, he's got them. She got them. He got them. So scientists, we talked about this at the very, very end of the show yesterday uh, with Craig, the healthcare guru, and it's such an amazing story. I wanted to bring it up really quickly uh, here. Scientists at the Mayo Clinic, uh, who first coined the term senolytics, and I'll explain that it has to do with the, the cells that they're trying to target with this drug. Um, they have six human trials underway and are about to start six more shortly. They believe these drugs can target the cells that uh, cause major conditions like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, arthritis, cancer, heart disease, and diabetes. These, they think they know how to turn these cells off. Um, in mice, the drug's extended lifespan by 36%, the equivalent of adding around 30 years to humans, and crucially, it wasn't just stretching lifespan. The animals remained in good health. What are we going to do with all these elderly mice? Well, that's the thing. Tiny little canes, I guess. No, the, the obvious. Well, I don't want to skip to the, you know, the after effects of this. We're going to have to redesign virtually all of society. <laughs> oh, yeah, at every level. So 30 yeah. more years. So average life expectancy is 80. They'd be thinking 110 for. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might as well say that. Yeah, Ooh, for yeah. average life expectancy. Well over 100, certainly. Um, see, senescent and cells... So you got to have enough money for the next 60, 70 years, okay? Yeah, that's just that's one of the aspects easy. of it. Senescent cells, that's why they call it senolytic, senolytic drugs, known as zombie cells. Senescent cells form from normal cells that have stopped dividing, but instead of dying and being cleared away, they begin pumping out a slew of damaging chemicals which harm healthy cells. 
So you got these no longer useful cells, and they're not content. They're like a bad employee. They're not just Why'd sitting you around. Why me not... when you said that? <laughs> Funny coincidence. <laughs> they're not just sitting around doing nothing. They're actually poisoning, uh, you know, the, the the workplace. These senescent cells accumulate with age, caused caused by the stresses of life. And scientists now believe that when they reach a critical threshold, they begin to trigger disease. And they think that they can uh, design drugs that find these zombie cells, which are found around the sites of major diseases. They cluster around the lesions, which cause heart attacks and strokes. They cluster in the bones of people with osteoporosis, in the joints of arthritis sufferers, and in the fat tissue of diabetics. Um, and, and they think that if they can target and kill these cells and, and get them to quit causing dissension in the workplace, as it were, that um, they can really slow down and or stop various aspects of aging and they say not only does it's not like these diseases finally get bad enough to hurt you when you're old. It's that aging itself is causing the diseases. First published uh, results on a small group of 14 older people with lung condition uh, found that just nine doses of the drug over three months improved walking speed, distance and reduced frailty. People with serious lung problems. This could be like the pivot point in modern human history. And could end uh, any ability to have a society. It's possible, yes. We would become so top-heavy with the old... Well, everything would change. Everything would definitely change. Maybe there would... Well, I don't know. We don't really have time to get into the, all the various aspects of it, but it's, uh, it, it, it's a big thing. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Joe Biden kicking off his no-apology tour, yet more concerns about Boeing's Max 8 jets and old-school Netflix still making tons of money. All on the way. We've got lots of stuff today. Hope you can stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We are in such a different place with our politics and view of politicians and conversations we're willing to have and just the whole thing than, than we were 10 years ago. It's just lightning pace how quickly it has changed, as we're mm. about to learn in this newscast. You wonder where it's going to be 10 years from now. There can't be this much change 10 years from now, can there? It had to be the accelerant of the Internet. Yes. And then there's got to be like a tapering off, you would think. Well, the explosion of populism, the oddness of the Trump candidacy and the rest of it, it's all, you know, whirling, uh, you know, stew of change. Whirling stew of change. Yep. It's the lunch special today. <laughs> Try it. It's eight ninety nine. Uh News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, amid complaints from several women that his affectionate and touchy style left them uneasy, former Vice President Joe Biden is set to make public remarks as he's considering a 2020 Democratic presidential bid. Biden is going to be speaking today before the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers in D.C. But it's unclear. He's going to snip their hair and rub their noses. Oh, boy. But it's unclear if he's actually going to address the ongoing situation. And his people are insisting, no, 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 no. Would you address it or not? I think think he's survived it. I think you don't bring it up and you move on. Oh, yeah, probably so. I mean, let's face it. The the union audiences, all they want to know is, will you pander to them? So I would go and pander. All he does by mentioning it is bring it back Mm. up again in every news clip for the next 24 hours. I was reminded uh, by an alert emailer. I was trying to find it real quickly to give credit where it's due, but um, 
Uh, I was reminded why Joe Biden got out the last time he ran, which was 08, I think. Yeah. Um, it was the big plagiarism thing. No, he was that, ripping off other people's, or was that... Uh, his plagiarism was 88, and I, 88, I, I have yeah. that whole story down, and he got screwed on that deal. You think? Absolutely got screwed on that deal. I've read hundreds of pages about this. Was it Honest the conservative media that got him? No, well, it's just the media's enjoying this kind of story. Mm. He got screwed on that deal. It's not even worth talking about it. If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. I can go deep on this story. So you're pro-plagiarism. He didn't plagiarize. He got screwed on this story. All right. Meanwhile, uh, Biden's people are insisting that this is not going to be the beginning of a Biden apology tour. So as you were saying, Joe, he will probably just speak to the needs of the union members. Meanwhile, President... Doesn't mean he's not a terrible candidate, as Joe keeps saying. That's your contention. He's just a terrible candidate. Right. Right. Yeah, he's just bad at it. Meanwhile, President Trump retweeted a parody video mocking Biden's video from a day earlier in which the former vice pres pledged to be more mindful of people's personal space. In the brief clip tweeted by Trump, doctored video shows images of Biden showing up behind himself as he's speaking. Whoever, who put that together, do we know? DJ TJ, Donald Trump Jr. was the first person I saw with it. With the, to tweet, to retweet it. Yeah, yeah, to put yeah, it out there. yeah. But whoever did it did a really good yeah. job. It's some, some good internetting. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was going to say, who did it? The internet did it. Like they do, you know, it's hilarious if you haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have the uh, video linked at armstrongandgetty.com, uh, so you want to check it out. Anyway, you got it's Biden. It's subtle. That's what I like about it. Joe Biden walks up behind Joe Biden, yes. leans over, and the sniffing is subtle. I think if you'd have overdone it, it wouldn't have been as funny. It's just kind of <laughs> gross. Well, yeah, the yeah, whole thing is gross. Well, this is so perverse. That's what he does. He's a weirdo. You having a good time, John? You know what? It's funny. People are getting distracted with trying to assign to him which sort of weirdo he is. But it's undeniable he's a strange ranger. He's a, nobody does that, and he does it a lot. Just sniffing hair and, and petting children and petting wives and touching everything. It's just, ugh, it's just too much. Those montages in the videos are, uh, you see them back to back to back, and it's, it, you, you think, what the hell is going on there? Yeah, yeah. Preliminary report on the Ethiopian Airlines fatal flight in March is revealing the harrowing six minutes from takeoff to crash where the two pilots struggle to keep the plane in the air. The report says a malfunctioning sensor sent faulty data to the Boeing 737 MAX 8's anti-stall system and then triggered a chain of events that ended in that crash. So there may have been yet another problem that helped bring this one particular jet down and maybe both of them. So the Ethiopians are saying, we did everything you told us to do, and Boeing's saying, no, you didn't? Right, and the Ethiopians, and this is really not what generally happens, are only putting out uh, little dribs and drabs of information. They are not giving all. They're protecting the data, which is very strange. That plane hit the ground at almost 600 miles an hour. Yeah. That is screaming along. Yeah, well, holy cow. It might as well. Once you get past about 200. I know this is grim, but it's good. It wouldn't have hurt. No. It wouldn't have hurt. Uh, getting movies from Netflix via rented DVDs sent through the mail is just a memory for most people. A throwback to the company's beginnings back in 1998 when it launched the uh, rental DVD by mail service. But there are actually people still using the mail service. Almost they still three, have it. Almost 3 million of them. Really? 
that brought in $212 million in profit for Netflix last year. Wow. One reason, many people in rural areas of the country, they still don't have broadband access, which you got to have for movie streaming. A lot of people who do have broadband, though, think, you know something, the deal is, with Netflix, you can order about 100,000 movies on DVD, but reportedly less than 6,000 are streamed. I didn't know that. So the, the much larger catalog that you yes. can have the DVD sent to your home. Yes. I might look into that. Yep. Then. And uh, people are also saying, you know something, DVDs, uh, Netflix DVD service starts at just about 8 bucks a month. That seems like a real bargain to a lot of people. So anyway, it is still around. Something else still around. Mick is still around. Rolling Stones rocker Mick Jagger reportedly underwent a successful heart valve replacement procedure early, early in the morning. So Billboard is reporting the 75-year-old is now being monitored by doctors as he recovers. The sort of thing that would have... I was talking to a doctor about this yesterday. So the sort of thing that would have killed him several decades ago, then been a giant... You know, undertaking a decade or so ago. And even as a fit man of 75, he'd never be the same. And then becomes a, this will take about an hour and you'll be fine. It's not even yep. a big deal. Grope through the groin, put in a little stint there, using whatever wacky high-tech telescopes they got. Wait, they went through the groin? To oh, they go right up through the groin. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is going to brace yourself. This is going <laughs> to... Yeah. I hope I don't ever need that done. Yeah, me too. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> I had a little medical thing I had to do yesterday, and I was explaining it to my son because he asked about it, and he said, I'm never doing that. <laughs> I, remember, I remember thinking that when my dad had told me about stuff, too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And you know what? I'm, I'm taking a look at the email. Just happened to have the screen open, and, and people just whining and like bitterly complaining about the tiniest little things. That's the worst part of the Internet age. And uh, so I just wanted to say, if you don't go up through the groin for that procedure... I don't care. Don't write an email. It's not like I'm about to attempt to perform it. I just don't care. The, the idea that everybody, and listen, I realize this sounds a little ironic from somebody who does a talk radio show, but the idea that everybody wants your opinion or ought to hear it all the time is insane. I mean, I have, I have all sorts of shows that I, that I like and love. And I'm thinking of one right now. I listen to this one radio show every single day. No, I'm not going to mention it. Um, and sometimes they're great, sometimes they're not so great, because um, they're human. The idea that I would dash them off like an angry email on a day that they're not quite hitting on all cylinders strikes me as, I don't know, borderline committable, like you have serious mental problems. It is pretty crazy. Shee, what's the matter with people? I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. You know what? I think the global media thing, the internet, they call it, Jack, the World Wide Web. I think it's made our world too big. We're, we take on all the horrors of the world. Some child is abducted and killed in Sri Lanka. We hear about it. Or at the other end of the country or whatever. You know, just the, the, just the constant politics. Because we're much better off in our little neighborhood where things are pretty nice. And we know a bunch of people and they're, they're nice people. And our, our job maybe isn't great, but we're making a living. And, you know, it's just... I think the world has gotten too big for the individual animal that is the human being to deal with. 
Dear NBC, I watched your episode of Friends last night, and I didn't think it was up to your usual standards. Signed, Jack. Kindly no, no, fix. no, 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 no. It would be, I don't know why you idiots think it's okay to put on a comedy that's not funny. Comedies are supposed to be funny, stupid. It would be that. Right. Because it's got to have, like, the bitter self-righteousness of the internet age. So the big disruptor... That is Howard Schultz running for president. If he runs as an independent, he did a uh, town hall last night. We got a little bit of that. How did he sound? If he runs as an independent, a lot of Democrats are worried he would take away from the Democrats' votes and help Trump get elected, among other things. Uh, just came across a major college class that's getting a fair amount of attention nationwide. As What is this they're teaching now? Oh, boy. If there is one regard in which Mick Jagger is underrated, it is as a lyricist. He's brilliant. Brilliant. People don't talk about that. I do. So send your angry complaints. Mick Jagger sucks! You're an idiot! (laughs) Go ahead. If it makes you feel better, go ahead. Do you know the words whelp, white lash, and jomo? Those are new dictionary words you should be aware of. Jomo? Jomo. Is that named after me? I'm going to start mention, I'm going to start using Jomo probably. Okay. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. You having a good time, Joe? Hope you guess my name. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of, of the nation. Between a lunch and dinner rush. The Armstrong and Getty show. We're all out here talking trash, making bets, lips wrapped around our cigarettes. She always thought she was too good to be a waitress. It's all about the lyrics, man. It's all about the lyrics. But um, anyway, so here's another one of your college admission scandal stories. You got this fence- fencing coach. You want to get your kid into university on the fencing team. You got, your, they... you got your picket. You got your chain link. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, Stone, certainly. <laughs> Some call it a wall. It's an argument uh, in the uh, the field. Fencing coach at at, uh, at Harvard. And so it turns out the fencing coach... I bet he's not at all pretentious. <laughs> Holy cats. I teach fencing at Harvard. <laughs> what I'd like to know is how many kids on your fencing team had ever even seen a sword? What do you call An them? epi or a foil? A f- how many of your uh, well played? How many of the 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 people on the fencing team had ever fenced in their lives before they end up on the fencing team to get into Harvard? Uh, this this one particular example, the fencing coach sold his home for almost twice what he had it listed for to wow. a guy whose kid He's got a bad realtor, <laughs> whose kid then ended up on the fencing team. Oh. Really? That's so, a funny coincidence. So that's one way to get your kid into Harvard. Nice you the, scam. You find out the fencing coach's house for sale and say, you know, I'll give you $325,000 more than you've got it listed for. Why, the only mistake there was listing it in the first place and not just doing a, a cash deal. That's good money laundering right there. That has <laughs> been happening for as long as we've been a country and always will would yeah. be my guess. Yeah. You know, it's frustrating to me. I continually say on the air, I can be bought. And yet no one's offered. <laughs> Nobody wants to buy me. <laughs> What's his name? Is it Howard Schultz? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The guy who used to run Starbucks and grew, is... grew up in the hood in the projects. 
For they reals. Say. Yeah. For reals. Poor, poor family. And um, and he may run as an independent. He hasn't announced yet, so nobody knows exactly. He did a town hall last night on Fox. I watched a little of it. <sighs> what? It was, wasn't very good. At least this part wasn't very good. I, I Trump's going to win again, and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> it's because of, Trump is. It's of, <laughs> well, it's because of stuff like this. It, it cannot be solved currently. Oh, this is about immigration. He was asked, how would you okay. solve immigration? Okay. It, it cannot be solved currently because of the ideology of both parties. But if I was fortunate enough to become president, this is what I can promise you. I'm about accountability. I'm about results. I would bring the people into the room. I would say, you cannot come in here with ideology or ego. What I want to do is I want to put an empty chair in the room, and that chair represents the American people. And we're not going to leave the room until we solve the problem for the American people. The problem that we have with both parties, the American people are not in the room. You know, he's going to put an empty chair in the room. He, he's right, but I think he, he went off too far on the whole like mental image thing and yeah. less unspecific. He, he, you know, that's the first time I've ever heard him doing that sort of stuff. It's too... Maybe that works in a in a, a conference room with twelve people. Yeah, that ain't gonna who work you're the, the boss of. That ain't gonna right. work with a giant crowd whipping people up. You got to whip people up to get elected president. Yeah, it just was too indirect. I think he's a very bright guy. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But y- yeah, but you got to make better. You got to be better at communicating than that if you're actually going to want to run for president. I would yeah. agree. You, using running, especially as an independent, you got to catch fire in a bottle. Running, I mean, you got to. It's got to right. be something extraordinary. It's that has early happened. days, though. Clint Eastwood's empty chair playbook is not going to get it done. <laughs> Can you look up once Movie again? Tradesman. We should. <laughs> we got to get a whiteboard where we write this down every day to remind us how many days till the election. I know the Washington Post has oh. got a good a Twitter feed on that. That we we should put a whiteboard in the corner just to remind us. Mm. When we're having all these discussions, how many I'll, days we've got? Uh, yeah, I'll find out in a second, and I will. I will take on that mantle of responsibility to update our whiteboard. Daily Is it a mantle it. or a yoke? <laughs> um, as soon as you find that, let me know. Yeah, I became aware of this yesterday. It's a little controversial. At a yes, uh, so five hundred and seventy-eight days to go. Oh man, I got to get my. Uh... My stuff in order. So and we're down to the you know the crunch time. Yeah, we're down to under six hundred days yeah. to the presidential election. So according to some, well, you got to really get on it. Holy you got to make cow. your decisions now. That that sapped my will to live. In two thousand eight, Rudy Giuliani was leading the polls by twelve points at this point. Wow. Commanding lead. And if you weren't following that election, he never had a sniff. Hillary, he never had a sniff of a chance. Hillary Clinton also with a 12-point lead in the 2008 election. There you go. Yeah. And neither one of them got the nomination. Keep that in mind, ladies and germs. At the University of Kansas, which I attended for one year of grad school, they have now got a class called Angry White Male Students, Humanities 365. So studies? Ang- oh, I'm sorry, studies. Angry White Male Studies. Ah, yes. The humanities good. class. I could teach it. <laughs> <laughs> or they'd just bring you up and they'd have a pointer and point to you. Here's <laughs> where the rage builds. I probably shouldn't make jokes about this because I've read about it and it is officially sanctioned racism of the worst sort. It discusses the uprising in the angry white man persona since the 50s as well as revolution surrounding marginalized communities in the wake of the resurgence of the angry white supremacist persona. Also, we'll discuss the idea that white men take up a... a uh, this is a, how do I say this? This is somebody's uh, 
uh, opinion of what is being taught in the class, who's attending the class, um, uh, discusses the idea that white men take up a, a larger than should be amount of space in society. Racism is now okay on the left. We as a people have labored mightily and painfully to create a society that is striving for people being judged by the content of their character and, and, and vestiges of racism be slept away slowly but surely and, and, and the rest of it. But the left has decided they don't want that. And indeed, what they're insisting on is if you look at the worst of white behavior over the last 200 years, that should be okay if practiced by other people. Which is a hell of an argument. The course is listed under both the humanities and the women's gender and sexuality departments at the university. Well, yeah, because it's white men, so, yeah. Angry white male studies. It's stereotyping. It's bigotry. It's, you know, it's asking people to answer for the sins of everybody with their skin color, like through history. Like every black man should answer for the black gangbangers in Chicago. Like he walks into a, an office in Omaha, Nebraska. You ought to look at him and say, why are your people killing each other in Chicago? And that would be greeted not as bizarre or illogical or dismissive, dismissive of that person as an individual. No, that would be greeted as enlightenment, which is, you know, we're around a bend. As a guy who's raising two white men, to be white men, they're white children, white young boys now. I'm worried about the society they're headed into. And and, and and there's some crowd that would say that would be good if they had a rough time because that would balance out something else. Some I, historical, you know, debt sheet. I'm not sure that's the yeah. way it ought to work. You know, I think sometimes the simple ideas are the good ones. Bigotry sucks. Period. Shooting for everybody being treated fairly and uh, and well in the future should be the goal. Everyone. Seems like a good idea. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.